As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Bird to your mother, it's time for another episode of Birds with Friends. Just some high-flying, ran fast vertical stems of professors from Penn watching eagles eat and pray like pazookies on birthdays. It's Philadelphia, Marissa Bowen, Zach kicking it. Cooler than three penguins till Zach runs off with his valet keys. He's a real nuanced goose. Pull up a branch, get loose, it's time for some juice on some Birds with Friends. The early bird gets the worm, but prefers getting turned like a turn on some Birds with Friends. Marissa Bowen, Zach are here to Squawk. Don't miss the mistress talk on some. You know the term salt of the earth? I guess I, I screw up the term. <laughs> I, I call it dirt of the earth. <laughs> I said it like the most earnest way possible. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Birds with Friends on a Wednesday morning. Bo Wolf, Zach Berman, back from his mysterious sabbatical. Marissa Dunn, and join. Very special guest, our dear friend, Jimmy Kemsky from Billy Voice. Jimmy, good morning to you. Good morning. Was that dirt of the earth drop new? I it think was brand new. Well, it brand was, new. Yeah, brand new. First, first, uh, first use in the intro. Um, I think it was from the combine week. We oh yeah, it was in? from the yeah. combine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. For sure. Zach, exactly. like classic that. dirt of the earth. You know, <laughs> I had a buddy who said. Uh, uh, he thought this the saying was a blessing. This isn't as bad as Zach's, but he thought it was a blessing in the skies instead mm. of a blessing in disguise. And we made fun of him for the next 30 years. <laughs> yeah, was the Grink there? <laughs> Zach, how are you? Doing great. Excited for this podcast. Missed uh I am missing that was your second week. honeymoon in Asia. I was away on assignment. Um oh. and so uh hopefully it's a, a story that readers will all enjoy when it eventually uh, comes out, but uh, excited now for this podcast, A, the Duck Duck Juice draft, and the NFL draft, more importantly, coming up in a few weeks. Yes, just uh, two weeks away from the NFL draft, and of course, with that, it's time for the Duck Duck Juice draft, the most prestigious, the longest running <laughs> of the uh, variety of Birds with Friends pre-draft games, uh, and uh, if you guys are ready to go we can just get into it i'll, I'll explain the rules and, and we can fire away jimmy how's your how's your just general like feel of uh of pre-draft time are you are you excited for the draft to be passed are you 
still working through guys? How, how do you feel? Yeah, I am very much ready for the draft to come and go. Because <laughs> as uh, as you you and Zach know, of course, the Eagles were in the Super Bowl. Uh, I don't know if you were right. aware of that. Uh, but when the season extends a month or more later than uh, is anticipated, then everything sh- kind of scrunched together, the off-season stuff from the – NFL combine to the owners meetings to, you know, free agency, the draft. And then after the draft is over, we finally really get our first solid break since last, what, like late July. Mm-hmm. So I'm us. very much looking for that. Now, the thing though, that I admire about your draft prep and your draft coverage is that you, you do play the long game. So you do the write-ups during the year. Mm-hmm. And this is because let's let's take a past prospect, Devontae Smith. Sure. I, I had to write X amount of Devontae Smith prospects during the 2021 season. Yeah. And it's like I wrote a different one each time. And they all basically say the same thing in five sentences, just like, you know, uh, arranged differently. Yeah. And, and you do a, a really good job of you have the analysis during the season. And then you use that throughout the draft process. And it's, it's cogent each time. So, uh uh, yeah, yeah they do that. they do terrible traffic during the year. So I do like my mm. prospects article every Saturday, don't like so that you know people. I'm mean, I don't think anyone actually watches these players. You famously once had Reed Blankenship in there. <laughs> I did two straight years. I had him in there. Actually. Did you? Yeah, two straight years. I had him in there, and then uh, yes, we yeah, share so we, I, we co we co parent uh, Reed Blankenship. <laughs> you and I. That's right. So during the course of the year, I'll and his actual like, parents as well. By the way, it's, no. I'll have like 110 to 120 guys written up and then man, it's copy and paste time this time of year. Boom. <laughs> yeah. That's way that's work smart. That's, that's all that is. Yeah. I find that, uh, this year because of the Super Bowl, I'm actually, uh, I, I wouldn't mind an extra week before the draft because I'm just because I'm playing catch up okay. because I haven't done the work ahead. Like you have, sense. Yeah. um, but I'm still, I'm still excited for it. And, uh, once it comes and goes, then yeah, then, then it'll be, uh, Time to relax a little bit. That's right. Not stay up till 3 a.m. writing about um, <laughs> uh, historical precedents for uh, every position like I did last night. So that's I fun. enjoy that, though. Well, you're one of like eight people. <laughs> <laughs> well, I certainly hope not for your for your metrics. Right. So. I mean, it's the, that is the opposite of work smart. That is uh, that is a a passion project for no one that uh, does not does not deliver and is way too long. But is that the series that got you in trouble with Calvin Ridley? Yes, it is. Okay. Um, uh, yes, the so that, that the wide receiver buckets is what got me in trouble with Calvin Ridley. Um, uh, famously, you know, using that term very loosely, uh, I had like everybody who did not have a uh, one thousand yard season just labeled as a bust, just as like a as a shorthand. <laughs> yeah, and and he found that and and uh, tweeted uh, "fuku" to me. Um, <laughs> Maybe he and, had a bet on Kansas. So. And, well, yeah, and so I uh, I contacted the commissioner's office and said I'd, I'd been hearing some things about uh, what he was doing behind the scenes. We shook the and and you know made made an enemy uh, go to sleep. That's right. Well done. <laughs> Don't mess with Bo. Wide receiver buckets will be in there, and also some uh, some other stuff. Okay. By the way, though, uh, as as a real quick aside, and I'm going to get to my show notes for the Fran podcast from last week later on, but. Uh, I, I like when Bo just describes someone as an old, right? Like, like, like not, yeah. not an older prospect, not, not, you know, not, uh, you know, a, uh, a fifth year senior. Uh, he's just, he dismisses someone as yeah. an old. It's binary. Uh, so, well, it's like the yeah. old, uh, it's, it's, it's like the, uh, the Kapadiaism, uh, you know, I like, uh, 
I, I like a Reed Blankenship. It's he's an old. <laughs> Have you honed so, in on your like this year's Hayden Hurst in, on that front? Yeah, there are some old. I mean, Hendon Hooker is the answer. Okay. Uh, you know, he's going to be he's going to be 25 and coming off a torn ACL. Mm-hmm. Uh, meanwhile, Mike Tannenbaum's out here tweeting he's definitively going to be the best quarterback <laughs> in the draft. Like, calm down, Mike. Yeah. And this on the on the same day that he's also guaranteeing Ty J Spears is going to be a 10 year player. I'm sorry. How many running backs are 10 year players, Mike? Are you nuts? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, no, there, but there are part of the uh, part of the historical look back is there are there are certain positions where it matters less. Guard, for instance, uh, tends to be uh, your all old people welcome yeah, okay. uh, at guard. So, you know, Cody Mock, who's going to be 24 and it's fine. Do you okay. find the flip side though? Uh, uh, if there's a, a BYU prospect like break, like like Blake Freeland, and you're pleasantly surprised to find out that yeah. he's 21. I feel exactly. You know, yeah. yeah, I'm yeah. going to break Blake Freeland on Brugler's. I'm like, all right, here we go, another 24 year old. He's like yeah. 21. He's yeah, 22 exactly. as a rookie. Exactly. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. Did he knock on his mission? That's right. Bad character. Yeah. <laughs> so he's or good uh, prospect. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's there. All right. Let's get to the Duck Duck Juice draft. Now, uh, you know, long-time listeners will know the rules, but let's let's re-explain. We're always welcoming in uh, new listeners, although, you know, tough tough bar to uh, clear for them. Uh, we have 12 positions here. Quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end, tackle, interior offensive line, edge, defensive tackle, linebacker, cornerback, safety, and special teams. And we are going to take turns drafting them snake style uh, in terms of our thought on how likely it is the Eagles are going to draft those positions and the points will be rewarded in a reverse order. So a first round pick for your position is worth seven points. A second round pick is worth six points. A third round pick is worth five points and on and on down the line with two first round picks. There's a potential for two uh, seven pointers. We'll say that a, a tie actually goes to the uh whoever hits the the highest okay but ties are unprecedented in duck duck juice history this is the sixth duck duck juice draft in birds with friends history began in uh, 2018 bo wolf won the first one bo wolf won the second one zach berman in his in his first year on birds with friends took down the 2020 duck duck juice draft he backed it up in 2021 by winning again in 2022, Shil Kapadia won his first Duck Duck Juice draft, so it's two to two to one. And the uh, the stakes here, the the, uh, the operating procedure here is that the defending champion gets to decide the draft order. And so Jimmy, uh, because you're oh. stepping in for mm. Shil, you will get to decide really? not only where you pick in okay. the snake draft, but where Zach and I pick as well. Oh, well, that's easy. I'm going number one. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh hmm now uh oh yeah no go ahead no go ahead. what were we gonna say no i was gonna say there we, we you and i were texting offline there are some Flex. uh possibilities of <laughs> uh guys who could be undetermined right if a, if a peter skaronsky is drafted right. is he a tackle or an interior offensive lineman i think what we have said in the past is if it's not obvious then we will take it to rookie minicamp and the wherever they line up first is what position counts. So if it's a uh, a nickel safety prospect, we got to see if he's a if he's a corner or a safety, interior offensive line slash tackle. Sometimes, sometimes the uh, adjudication does not happen right on draft weekend. How about okay. where the Eagles announce him? I think we've said that in the past, but 
Sometimes uh, they do DB or OL. Yeah, so, yeah. So, so there's ambiguity. Okay. You know, it's not just like what flashes on the screen on NFL Network. It's yeah. If if they announce him as a tackle, then yeah. then that counts, I suppose. But but it's like the year. You know, there's a there's there's a just for the uh, the the duck duck juice heads. You, you sort of hope that like whoever drafts tackle also drafts interior offensive line, but you know, it's it's like the year the Dodgers. Uh, I'm sorry, not the Dodgers. The Tigers took Spencer uh, Torkelson in the first, uh, I think number one overall, and they immediately announced him as a first baseman as opposed to a third baseman, and it was a big deal, right? So when it's the team like announces, <laughs> when the team announces the player's position, that matters more than what's on the screen. Yeah, that's like Nate Gary. Announced that's right linebacker yeah stevens as well yep yes jacoby yeah okay all right jimmy what do you think where where who do you want to put uh... i'll go zach two and bow three okay for no Bo, reason. well bow likes the uh he, 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 he likes he, the he likes the three oh, i think i'd prefer yeah. to be i think i'd prefer to be in the two spot okay okay all right jimmy well Would you like the trade no Okay. We traded last year, and uh, it was it was it met with uh, revision or re- revulsion by <laughs> by the sickos. So, okay. All right, so all right, Jimmy. Number one choice is very is uh, very obvious. I'm going edge rusher. You think and, so? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Because mm. I think there's so many different ways that they can land on that. You can trade up for you know like a Will Anderson. That's pretty unlikely, but it's possible. I they think I s- do think that is their dream scenario. They can <laughs> I got a note on that later, by the way. Okay. <laughs> They can stick and pick and take like a Nolan Smith, uh, you know, less appealing. Uh, Lucas Van Ness. Um, who's the third guy? Oh, Tyree Wilson. If he drops, you mm. can maybe stick and pick and take him at 10. You can trade back, uh, take any, you know, either, um, you know, Smith or Van Ness. You trade back a little bit. The back end of the first round, you can maybe get like a like a Phoenix, a Felix uh, Anaduke Uzama if you like nice, him. Nicely done. So, uh, Will yeah, McDonald. I think there, yeah, Will McDonald. There's just so many different players at there. You have a lot of different options, uh, a lot of different ways you can end up with an edge rusher in the first round. And I'm going big points, baby. I yeah, think there's a chance that edge rusher doesn't get taken at all, but I think that's, that's the young. only thing that that worries me. Yeah, uh, it, as I was setting my board, I, I agree. I mean, it's a position that we know the Eagles value at the top of the draft. They haven't used a a, a first round pick on an edge rusher wow. since Derek Barnett. Yeah. Uh, with two first round picks, you would think that they would want to restock that uh, that holster, add some more fastballs, if you will. But yeah, it is it is possible that if they don't get one in the first two days, that they don't bother doing right. it. You know, beyond that. But I'm among going, those go names that go home is what I said. Uh, among those <laughs> names that 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 you mentioned, Miles Murphy was not oh, there, right. and I'm yep. and I'm yep. curious um, because I seem to be higher on him than the than the draft media. Mm-hmm draft analysts um what am i missing am i too influenced by the fact that i've watched this guy for three years at clemson that he was Flex. he was really promising as a freshman that like the 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 tools like like to me for instance there's very little difference between miles murphy coming out of clemson and rashawn gary coming out of michigan okay. and rashawn gary's an awesome player yeah no i didn't uh, omit him for any particular okay. reason i just <laughs> just didn't come to my head okay. uh when naming guys but yeah he's a, certainly a possibility too i think if you trade back uh or if you're trading up from 30 i think actually there's there's some people who think he could last until like the end of the first round if you can get him at 30 then i think that's a great value but he's got great yeah, size yeah. and all like six what is he six five two seventy something i think yep, yep. yeah around a four five three i think and so yeah, yeah i mean he's got everything you want and he's yeah, had more than seven sacks in a season you know you, you might like to see a little more than that 
I think he's what? He's 21 too, isn't he? Yeah, he's he'll be, a true yeah. junior. Yeah, he'll be yeah. he'll be uh 22 in January. So absolutely, he's another uh, potential option at edge for me as well. Throws a great fastball as well. Oh, does he? What's the he joke there? No, he was a great pitcher in high school. Mm. Yeah, like a, I think he's a lefty uh, coming out. As well as playing outfield in first base, Murphy was a left-handed pitcher and threw 90 miles an hour at age 14. Could Elliot Shore Parks hit a home run off of him is the question. I don't think he'd be uh, no. sniffing contact, although that would be a <laughs> good... So. They should draft him just for that content. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. All right. Zach, it was Edge uh, number one on your big board. Or are you are you getting your top-ranked... I'm actually getting my my top ranked position here, Got and you. I understand Jimmy's logic, um, because but I'm going defensive tackle. That oh, that, interesting. That was number one on my big board, uh, and and not pure like at at, at number ten, outside of Jalen Carter, you don't really have those defensive tackle options. But I think in the first two rounds, they're going to take a defensive tackle. A matter of fact, if you just if you're monitoring the pre-draft visits, they're bringing in a lot of those D tackles in that late first, second round period. You know, your mm -hmm. Jervin Dexter, your your you go on down the list. You there. know who's monitoring those pre-draft visits? Jimmy Kemsky. Check out the right. uh, visit yep. tracker on Philly Voice. And uh, and I think it's it's a position where the Eagles need like they they need someone who can play. So you're thinking first round, second round, because unless you're counting on Kentavious Street or Marlon Tuli Pilotu to to really be a factor there, I'm thinking that you're you lost a lot of snaps with Javon Hargrave, and that's not just going to be compensated for by it, that's not just going to be compensated with Jordan Davis and and Mill Williams in there. Um, and Fletcher Cox, I'm presuming this is his last year in Philadelphia. So we've said it before. <laughs> we, 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 we have said it JP. before. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think Jalen Carter is, is a possibility whether it's, I mean, if he somehow falls to 10, but also in a slight trade up situation. And then I think this is a really good group. Uh, I, I, and again, I'm standing for Clemson guys here. Uh, Brian Bruzzi has, is someone you who, and Dabo famously <laughs> get along. You go to the same church. That I can assure you, we do not. Um, but uh, uh, he's and and again, I have a. a you both soft detest spot. nil. I have a soft spot. No, I definitely do not either. I have a soft spot in in draft prospects for like big time recruits, probably because they've been on my radar since they were you know 16, 17, 18 years old. Um, but he 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 jumps out uh, in that number thirty range, and there's a handful of other players. I mentioned I mentioned Dexter um, that 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 uh, that I think could be possibilities. Now the one that would fit in the does he go to Jimmy? Does he go to me? Is the and I apologize because I said last year I'm going to nail the pronunciations and I haven't nailed the pronunciations yet and I owe it to them to do so. Uh, the Northwestern defensive lineman uh, will he be categorized as an name. edge or a def or, or a defensive tackle? Let's hear it. I out of respect to him. Yeah. Well, what, what do mean? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know who you're talking about. He's okay. got a very difficult name to say. But I, I will go. Name. I will go. Uh, okay. Well, we've got it. We've got the pronunciation guide in Dean's yeah. thing. Yeah. I, I don't have my notes in front of me here. I'm doing this <laughs> up, but I will pull up the pronunciation. Eddie Tomiwa. Yeah. Here you go. Eddie yes. Barrier. Eddie Tomiwa. It's a Tommy in there. Eddie Tomiwa. Adi Barre. 
Eddie Tomiwa, Eddie Barre. Also goes by Tommy. Eddie Barre. Eddie Barre. Uh, so would he carry? Would, would, would he fit? He's he's six one and a half, two eighty two. He's listed here as a D tackle, um, but I have I've seen him as kind of like a, uh, you know, he was an outside rusher in college, so that would be mm, the like in between guy. Nonetheless, defensive tackle is a position that I would be mindful of in the first two rounds for the Eagles. Uh, going through that, um, you know, historical look back, uh, I was a little bit surprised, or at least reminded of being a little bit surprised at at where the like. Pro Bowl and All Pro defensive tackles come from overwhelmingly in the first round, um, relative to other positions. And in terms of guys who have come from uh, rounds two and three, it's the second lowest percentage really? behind edge. Um, now, obviously, you don't. You know, there there's a there's a difference between not being able to find a, a Pro Bowler and still finding a useful player. Like you know, Milton Williams in the third round is a very good pick, but of the 29 guys who have been pro bowlers or all pros over the past 11 years now there are five of them who were drafted on day two as opposed mm -hmm. to 18 who were drafted in in round one so um not that it not that there's like a huge difference between picking at 30 and if you trade back to like 35 but um there are guys who have been drafted at the end of the first round who have been successful and now where do you guys stand on Kansi? I mean, his you watch like his highlight reel, and it's very entertaining. He obviously can make plays. Um, I haven't watched enough of like that's that's all I've watched. It's just highlights. So like I don't right. know I don't know what he looks like. You know, going up against a guy he's given fifty pounds to. Um, so uh, maybe not the best. Maybe not the authority to speak intelligently on on his uh, negatives. But uh, in terms of a guy that can just create havoc in the backfield, yeah, he can give you that. Yeah, I kind of like the profile of Cansey as the like when you when you have the benefit of two first round picks mm -hmm. if you were able to get him with the second of those two yeah. picks and take take the roll of the dice I kind of like that um I wouldn't want him as the headliner just because there I mean there there are questions about you know the size yeah um but theoretically as as we talked about last week like part of the benefit of having a guy like Jordan Davis is that you can free Cansey up to to play one on one yeah. a little bit more so um, it, as, as like a relative luxury, I could see it. Although I don't know how you guys feel. Um, I am like, I would be very surprised if the Eagles pick at 30. Wouldn't you guys? Yes. Don't you think they're going to yeah, try to like a down trade out spot? Yeah. yeah like exactly. huge. I would put like 80 turkeys on them trading out. Okay. And I think that the, the, the pool of players that the Eagles are considering at 30, uh, I can't imagine there's this really strong outlier. The, there's probably a bucket there of eight to ten players that they think they can trade down into the, the early second round and still get one of those guys. And by the way, that was their logic in 2020. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, in 2018 when they were drafting at 32 and they traded out, uh, and they were looking at a lot of early round where they were looking at a, a lot of receivers. Christian Kirk concluded. They traded back. Dallas Goddard was on that list at, at 32, and they actually traded up in the second round because those receivers were those pass catchers were go and and uh, running backs were going off the board early. But I I don't think they're going to be sitting there at 30 saying there's one guy here who's totally different than the rest of our list. So I think they would be more apt to trade down and add picks, whether it is in the middle rounds this year or a high pick next year. Hmm.
Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, I've got I've got three positions I'm choosing between here. I think so. I think Zach's going to get good value with his next pick. Um, but I'm gonna I'm gonna start actually with uh, one that I don't think is going to be in the first round. But if you tell me. Uh, water gun to my head. What's one position the Eagles are definitely going to draft over the course of draft weekend? Uh, to me, that is running back. Mm, I think they are absolutely going to draft a running back, and I would be surprised if they don't add one on day two. And so I think I'm looking at six or five points here. Um, I think that it is, I, I think, you know, the Eagles are always going to value offense. We know that they don't want to draft a running back in the first round, but the easiest path to getting a playmaker who can make a difference in the offense is with a running back. Rashad Penny, they gave like no guaranteed money to. They're not expecting, you know, Kenny Gainwell to be a, a Pro Bowl running back. It's a pretty good crop, it seems like, of of day two possible running backs. And so I think I'm gonna I'm gonna take the the base hit here and and go running back. Is this time like for a, a B. John Robinson conversation, or sure. are we well beyond that? Because, no, I mean, uh, because Jimmy had the a good fun of the draft is yeah. there, there are the top. You got the topic trees, Zach. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, Jimmy had had a good article the other day about it. This is every time I get in the car this week. I also had put on radio about it, but it wasn't <laughs> as good, I guess. No, no, no. You had an article on the running back position. <laughs> that was really good. Jimmy had it specifically on B. John Robinson. That's that's what I was referring to. I would recommend both their articles. But every time I get into the car and, and one of the radio stations is on, yeah, Bijan Robinson's name comes up in the first yeah. thirty seconds. It's it's the go to conversation on Philly Sports Talk Radio right now. Yeah, when and I wrote so, that, uh, you you know, three of us kind of get into a. I don't know. I can't speak for you two, but I know I get into my own like little bubble sometimes where I know that that's not going to happen. And he was right. taken with the with the tenth overall pick. Like, come on. Um, so I just wasn't going to write anything about it. And then, like Zach, <laughs> that's all I'm hearing about is in the car. I, you know, you turn on WIP, and that's all they're talking about is B. John Robinson. So I'm like, all right, I guess I'll, I guess maybe there's a lot, enough people out there that maybe don't understand the reasoning why you don't take a running back that high. So I just kind of laid it all out. Um, and a lot of people didn't like that article. <laughs> like, there, oh, there's a lot of people that it was actually one of two extremes. People, some people were like, yeah, duh, no, like, no kidding. Thanks, Captain Obvious. And then there's the people who were like, I hate you and I hope you die. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> so there are a lot of people that really want the Eagles to draft Bijan Robinson. And I get it. Like, it'd be super fun to watch him in the Eagles offense. I, I think that's probably the most entertaining pick that they could possibly make, but it's just not what the Ramo is. And it doesn't, I mean, it just doesn't make sense. Like, I mean, Bijan Robinson, like, is awesome to watch. He, he rules. But, like, 
first of all, the track record, as as you wrote about, uh, the track record of first round running backs is not that good. Um, like, like, okay, let's say he's Saquon Barkley. Saquon Barkley. Okay, you got two good years out of five years. Um, this was the number one rushing offense, like historically good last year. They don't need a, a great running back. Yeah. And then, you know, you get to the positional value. You're not going to sign them to a second contract. It's not what they do. It's although I, I wonder if there's a uh, an undercurrent here where as uh, as WIP moves to a post Angelo world, they have to revisit, you know, Angelo's most famous uh, <laughs> right. like pre-draft Williams, yeah. stuff. <laughs> and so it's like you got to You got to hit the playbook. Um, I a trivia question for the two of you, actually. Yeah. Sorry to cut you off there. Go ahead. Uh, who there's one running back in the NFL who is projected to be a starter for his team this year who is over the age of 30. Can you I know the answer because I read the article. Okay. But... How about you, Zach? I did read the article, but this is not jumping to me. Um, <laughs> He's a former Eagle. He's a former Eagle. He's a former Eagle. Who am I missing here? Um, what do you put on your hot dog, Zach? What's that? What do you put on your hot dog? I put on mustard. And uh, who am I going with mustard? Oh. Close. Yeah, you almost got it. Just keep saying mustard over and over. You'll get it. Raheem Mostert. There you go. <laughs> yes. Okay. Um, there you go. Uh, all right. That, yeah, that, that's a good one. And actually, along those lines, this is the point I was I was about to make is that I think Howie Roseman is operating with a different with a differing with a different operating principle than the argument that's being made to draft Robinson. And the argument that I hear being made to draft Robinson is that the Eagles are this Super Bowl champion, this this uh, Super Bowl ready roster, and that if you're going to draft a running back early, uh, you you do so with a with a team that's ready to compete because you're getting these prime years while the team is competitive. And I actually think Howie Roseman's operating principle in this draft in at number 10 is he doesn't expect the draft number 10 for a long time. And he wants to use this, this chance to get a blue chip building block player at a found at a totally priority agree. position. Mm-hmm. So maybe not someone who is going to tilt the odds, the Super Bowl odds this season, but that when we talk about, your Lane Johnson and Fletcher Cox mm-hmm. and and the guys who are like the great first round picks that he's had, um, and they've been the top half of, of of the draft. Six years from now, eight years from now, I mean, if they're really lucky, ten years from now, um, that's 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 a guy they hit on this year. So I I don't think he's focused on how this 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 shapes the twenty twenty three roster as much as the long term roster because this is the chance to get one of those players. I totally agree, and that's why I think it's a real possibility, even even without you know too many picks this year, that they try to move up from ten. Because I think Howie wants to get a guy who who everybody on the staff loves, mm-hmm. um, and so we'll see if that's possible. But I think that's right. All right, I mean, because of that, Zach, uh, you talked me into it. I was on the, on the fence here between two positions, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the position that we know at the top of the draft. The Eagles will value more than the other. Uh, it 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 seems like it could be uh, uh, another red shirt possibility for an early round pick, but I'm going to take offensive tackle. Um, I think that you know if you if you were to 
not even look at the roster and say what position would Harry Roseman like to use the 10th overall pick on tackle is a good answer. Is that you, Marissa, by the way, putting up those graphics? Bo, R-B-O-T? Me. me. Love that. (laughs) Keeping track so we know who everyone's producer in the business. (laughs) You know what we should have, too, maybe uh, next year? Like where, you know, the pick is in for like ESPN. Oh, yeah. like uh... (laughs) I like that. (laughs) You got it, Jimmy. After after you win this year and come back for some defense title. We will have that for That's you. That's a demand that I can make or I'm, I'm <laughs> yeah. not going to do it. Absolutely. <laughs> Bo, which offensive tackles do you like? Um, I like I like Paris Johnson. Uh, we talked about him all the way back at the yeah. Combine. But uh, to yeah. me, he's the guy who seems the most like the Eagles type, uh, like the Stoutland type at the top mm-hmm. of the draft. Um, I think if the board falls where they can't, you know, add – they can't move up for Will Anderson or or Jalen Carter, depending on how they feel about his character. Um, I think if it's like, you know, Christian Gonzalez or Paris Johnson on the board at the same time, and the Eagles can't move down, I sort of think they would. I think they would take the tackle, um, just because that's what they value. I don't know. Robert He's Jones he, is the other guy too, okay. who I think kind of fits what the Eagles just in terms of his athleticism, mm-hmm. um, his versatility is maybe a little more hypothetical than Paris Johnson. Paris Johnson, right? Who actually played guard yeah. and tackle, uh, whereas people think Robert Jones can play inside, um, definitely can play tackle. He, but I think in terms of the, you know, the redshirt point. He only has what I think 19 starts in his career at Georgia uh, was only a full-time starter for the entire season for this past year. Um, so he's a guy that, you know, maybe makes sense to groom him and turn him into a player that, you know, will start in, you know, two years or whatever when Lane Johnson hangs it up. Uh, and I do think we, we yeah, sort of under um, consider that there's going to be a, like, Jason Kelsey could retire anytime. We always talk about mm-hmm. it, but like this is probably the last year, right? And so when he retires, even if Cam Jurgens is the right guard this year, he's going to slide to center. Right. You have an open spot. Yeah. You know, you could play him there for a couple of years and then Lane Johnson goes. Even though Lane has this extension, he's going to play two more years. There's still a path to playing time. And they have no depth. Like they, it's Jack Driscoll is the first guy off the bench. No matter who goes down, Jack Driscoll is the first guy off the bench right now. And then after right. him, what do you have? Brett Toth? Right. So, well, Peta, who you and I both, he's our other, you know, co, yeah. we co-parent. Well, I, I, I share nobody. I'll, I'll you... I don't share Sue with anybody. That's... <laughs> All right. I'll, I'll <laughs> say that I left the family for a while and okay. then came back a few years later. So I'm like, you're invited the, to the cookout. I'm a bad yeah. dad. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, with Sue. Um, but yeah, so you look at like the last two times they went into a season with bad depth and it's 2020. And when they had the guy who's Jamon Brown, who's fixing his gloves while Carson Wentz is back to pass. One of the best That moments. got Doug Peterson fired that season because yeah. their offensive line had so many injuries. And then 2012, where you have guys like Jake Scott playing. You have Demetrius mm. Bell. Uh, Dallas Reynolds played at center the entire season because Jason Kelsey got hurt early that year. One of my uh, favorite less bone visuals of all time. <laughs> Danny, when, oh, <laughs> the Skiverski kind yeah. of comment. Yeah. And... Uh, Danny Watkins got starts that year. So, and that got Andy fired that, that season, essentially. So they are very cognizant of how bad, you know, how seasons can turn sideways if you don't have awesome offensive live depth. And I think like a fan looks at that and goes, I'm not drafting a guy 10 for depth. And of course, that's not the reason that you do it. You you're looking for a, you know, a starter for the next, you know, 
dozen years or whatever. But in the short term, it does give you another another capable body back there in case guys go down as they usually do. Right, like Landon, things, Landon, uh, drafted Landon Dickerson without a spot to play and mm-hmm. four games into the season, he's starting. Right? Yeah, I'm, I am with Bo. Uh, I'm all in on Paris Johnson. I think he's he's a clean prospect with upside and talent and uh, pedigree. There's 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 so much there that that you like. And I'm going to take this. We know as, the Eagles as, like uh, guys with city names. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm going to take this a step further here. If they did draft Paris Johnson at at number ten overall, why is he not your starting right guard next year? Why are are we so anchored down on this idea that Cam Jurgens is going to start there when Paris Johnson mm-hmm. literally started 13 games in the Big Ten two years ago? He, he would be the number 10 pick in the draft. Physically, he's he's bigger than, you know, he's he has more size there. You would have a full spring and summer to work with him there. Uh, I understand that that they drafted Cam Jurgens in the second round last year and that they they cross-trained him. But Cam Jurgens is, is, is someone who has who, who does not have that right guard experience. Paris Johnson is someone who who does, would be the number 10 pick in the draft. To me, it's it's like you can draft him. Start him there this year. Continue to redshirt, or, or, or I, I wouldn't even say redshirt. Have have um, have Jurgens as as a valuable reserve at potentially multiple spots. And Paris Johnson's a day one starter for you. To me, it makes so much sense. I actually think they wouldn't go that way. Um, okay. I think that Stoutland's mo is to have a guy major in one position as a rookie. Um, okay. as opposed to cross train. And I think mm-hmm. they would want him ready at tackle. Um, okay. now, you know, you could have Driscoll as the swing tackle instead. Um, I also, I, I just think not that they, on the left side. So that's a good point there. They need a backup left tackle. And I just think they, I think they love Jurgens. Everything I hear is that like, they think he's a stud and I don't think they want him sitting for two years. Um, you know, you've got, you'd have a longer clock with Paris yeah. Johnson. I think, I think I think they would like let Stout get his hands on him as a tackle first, develop him before opening up the the guard stuff. I don't know. I just awesome in the preseason uh, this past year. I mean, just it looked like Jason Kelsey changed his number from sixty two to fifty one. And I mean, we're talking preseason games against mm-hmm. backups or whatever, but uh, he did. He was very impressive, obviously, in those games. Yeah, I just think if if you stick to the cliche, best player available. I mean, it's hard to write down 10 players in this draft who are better than Paris Johnson, in my, in my opinion. Now, well, how do you guys feel about Skaronsky? I mean, he's a guard. <laughs> he, he's, he's, what, 6'4", and he's got 32-inch arms. Yeah. He's going to be a guard in the NFL. I mean, some team might try him out at, mm-hmm. at tackle. He reminds me a little bit, remember um, the uh, Justin Pugh? Of, of Justin Pugh, Zach's. yes. All the yeah. modern Syracuse, Syracuse, I believe, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, and a Philly guy. Giants took him in the teens. I he's think. like he's basically like the eighth Berman brother. <laughs> he's not probably, the Zach. Pro- you were probably covering the team when they took him, right? I was not. I was. I, I was. I was in Philly at, at that point. Okay. Well, that, didn't they try him initially at left guard, and then, mm-hmm. as expected, he wasn't able to play left guard, and they moved him inside. And he, he's still in the league, I think, right? Didn't mm-hmm. he start for the Cardinals? Yeah, he, he he's he's been with the Cardinals. Yeah, Jonah so Williams reminds Jonah, me a little yeah, bit of exactly. Who, you know. They gave a gonna, shot and then they went on Sunday. Right. He might be a great guard. Yeah. I, there are people. I think he's going to be a good like player. Zach Martin. I think there's less. Uh, I, I think in terms of the arc of what the Eagles need over the next five years, it makes less sense than. Yes. Than Paris All right, Zach, you're on the board. 
We're really flying through this draft. Yeah. Almost forty minutes in, we're on pick five. <laughs> Sorry, I keep asking. I, I've missed no, it on good. the bot. I have a lot of questions. It's a, it's a it is yeah. a it's a vessel for larger draft conversation. It's yeah. it's is going very well, Zach. I'm going cornerback here. I think that's the right pick. Yeah. Uh, that's there's a possibility at ten. There's a possibility at thirty or whenever that second pick is. And then there's a possibility on you know day two or day three. Uh, it's it's a good cornerback draft. At the top, I like some of those options in the late first, early second. But you can make, you know, I was listening to you and Dane having the Christian Gonzalez versus Devin Weatherspoon conversation. I believe it was Fran, unless I'm know, sorry, I, I apologize. In my phone calls with Dane, I have, which I have of course, we have every flex, flex. Um, I apologize, Fran. Fran was so good that I mistaked him as our top draft analyst at the athletic. Um, I would say that, uh, yeah, we can get into some of those names there, but I, I think there's a good chance that the Eagles would draft a corner this year. They have two corners over the age of 30. Uh, Zach McPherson, well, they they signed Greedy Williams. Greedy Williams is probably their top backup, but Greedy Williams and Zach McPherson is there. Uh, so they have a depth chart now, but I do think they can add someone over the Josh Job spot if, 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 if they wanted and someone to groom. And if you look at precedent here, the Eagles are very proud of that Lito Shepard, Sheldon Brown draft. When they had, obviously, Troy Vincent and Bobby Taylor on the roster already. Do you have any uh, Greedy Williams insight, Marissa? Um, I don't. Um, Michael says good teammate. Okay. So. <laughs> well, that's something. Yeah. I mean, they like like I, we talked about it when earlier on an earlier pod. I mean, the offense and the defense, aside from like O line, D line, but like they didn't mingle too much together. Okay. They're, you know, but always liked them in the locker room. So, yeah. He didn't like he was always he was always stealing everybody's food. <laughs> no, he never He's got so his greedy. Food <laughs> He's, he used that joke already. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I think um, I think corner is they you know Howie has never drafted a first round corner, but I think that that is more uh, circumstantial, circumstantial than um, mm -hmm. Jinx like belief. Yeah. I think uh, you know like the the if if Devonte Smith had been drafted by one of the teams. Um, in 2020, in the top 10, the Eagles would have traded up for Sertan or Horn, whoever mm -hmm. was whoever was still on the board. Um, I think so. I, I think I think it's a position they value because it's it's a passing league. It's like the next up after quarterback, wide receiver, edge rusher, and uh, defensive line for them. But um, I think they'd still like tilt for Paris Johnson if, if that was the case. But if they trade down and one of those guys on the board, I think it's an, a, a very reasonable bet. I'll take your Sertan Horn a little further. My understanding is they are. They, they actually uh, had them higher on their board than Devontae. Mm. Like they, they preferred those two guys over Devontae. And then they went off the board at what, I think like seven and eight. Um, yeah. And then they pivoted to Devontae. And then the year after that, yeah, they liked yes. Stingley, Stingley and Sauce. Yes. Right. And they went three and four. So they were never yeah. even close to it in striking distance. Uh, so yeah, I do think the, the willingness to draft one in the first round is there. Um, but like you, this is a, this is a good spot where you can get a guy at like 32 with your ranks. Right. And you're, I think you're a big Forbes guy too, right, Zach? I'm a Forbes guy. Yeah, and appreciate then, uh, that. Yep. Yeah. And then uh, loves reading about rich billionaires. That's his favorite thing. <laughs> Kay Kaylee Ringo. I like guys who take the ball away. There, yeah. Maybe. So yeah, I like that pick for Zach for sure. Okay. All right, Jimmy, you got the turn. Yeah, this is tough. And I'm actually just mm. looking at my big board here, and I'm realizing that in round four, I'm going to be stuck with the punter. So maybe taking the first overall pick. Yeah, well, it's, it's you know what? It's your it's your first duck duck juice draft. I didn't and think a lesson it for next enough. year. Um, 
but I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go interior line. Um, I think it's a po- strong possibility they take two offensive linemen, mm. and uh, certainly if they take Skaronsky, I mean, I guess we'll, based on our rules, we'll see if the Eagles line him up initially at guard, or if they, you know, play the uh, the nonsense game of <laughs> playing playing him a tackle initially, uh, knowing full well that he's gonna move inside at some point. Uh, but there's other guys that they could take at some point. Um, like Steve Avila is another guy that I think uh, is, is you know, gaining traction as a, you know, a high end number, you know, second round pick, um, you know, with the versatility. that would be their, would be their first um, interior offensive lineman named Steve with a V in his last name since Steve Valos. <laughs> that's, that's a great stat though. That's the type of insight you find Thank here. You. Yeah. <laughs> but the point to be made uh, there too, is like, again, the depth and, by the way, Jack Driscoll is going to be a free agent next offseason, so your mm-hmm. depth is going to be further depleted if you don't, you know, refill that pipeline now. Um, I wonder if he will come back because he may think that he's a starting mm-hmm. caliber player, and maybe some other team out there does too. And you look at like free agency; there are there's nothing available along the off. Andre Dillard got right. Like, those guys almost, get paid. Yeah, he got almost ten million a year. He's got nine starts over four spec, years. Yeah. Some of them were horrible, like some of them were like disastrous starts, and he gets almost ten million a year. It's crazy. You know, like Big V a few years ago gets, I think, what he got. I got over ten million a year mm-hmm. as well from the Lions. So you have these guys that you know you may think of them here in Philly as you know just backups, and you'd like to keep them and, and, and continue to be backups or whatever. But other teams around the league are a little more starved uh, for offensive line help. So I wonder if they'll they'll lose him. And I think uh, at some point they're some point during this draft, they're going to take both an offensive tackle and an interior offensive lineman. Um, so yeah, put me down for that. That's a good one. I don't think I have, uh, I don't think I have much to add. I, I agree with pretty much everything you said. You're back on the board though. Let's go safety. Oh, interesting. I think uh, there's no chance that they take one at 10. They trade back far enough. You know, maybe Brian branch. Is I like the, Brian branch is, is your top guy on the board. They've literally, I mean, we talk about them, you know, having, you know, Jerry Robinson, of course, is the is the name everyone knows. The last linebacker they took in, in 1979. And Keith Byers was the last running back they took in, what, 1986, I think. But they've literally never taken a safety in the first round. <laughs> like, I guess Ben Smith was a corner. I think he was mm-hmm. in Georgia when they drafted him. Mm-hmm. Like, this is the 90s we're talking about here. And then he played safety for the Eagles eventually. But they've never actually drafted a safety in the first round. So um, I think they'd be open to it, especially for a player like Branch that has corner in his background and can sort of fill the same kind of role as a Chauncey Gunner Johnson. And then there are another, there are a lot of other players that are like that in this draft that have that corner safety versatility, like Jamie Robinson from, from Florida State, for example. So I think this is a position that maybe they don't take in the first round, but in rounds two, three, if they trade back and, and one of those, one of their picks and, you know, they add some early day three picks in rounds four, five, six, then I think that's a primary to get a safety there as well. So it's a position that, you know, obviously they're not super strong at right now. They of course added Terrell Edmonds. They have, you know, our boy Reed Blankenship. Um, they added Justin White Evans. <laughs> I love when they added Justin Evans, by the way, I'll like, five or six beat writers were immediately like 
don't think they're done adding safeties. <laughs> yeah. Like almost within like a minute or two of each other, yeah. which I of said course that. we all know what yeah. that means. Uh, so, <laughs> so there, yep, case, guilty as charged. Yeah. Oh, you were one of them. Okay. I was, I was making yeah. fun. I was just, you know, it's just a funny. No, I, 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 a little sausage making. Yeah. Uh, and then there's Kayvon Wallace, who's been, you know, undeniably a, a disappointment in Philadelphia. So they, I think they need, they, they certainly need more depth at safety. And if they can find a starter, then all the better. So I, I do think that's a, a strong possibility safety in this draft. Little uh little nugget for you. Safety, the highest percentage of uh pro bowlers or all pros who have come on day three of the draft oh, uh, okay. relative to every position. Uh 30% of the uh, 33 guys. So yeah, a, a a good a good like fourth or fifth round swing to take if the Eagles can acquire a fourth or fifth round pick. Again, I'm I. This is my fourth year on the podcast now, so longtime listeners know that I probably have a type and I lean toward big school players. But Tig Brown and Jordan Battle are both interesting in that, uh, you know, they in that third fourth round area. Uh, two players to watch. Okay. All right, so I'm up here. I'm gonna go wide receiver, and I was debating here between between two. Uh, offensive positions between two skill spots, wide receiver and tight end. Uh, but ultimately I went, it's a good tight end draft, but I went wide receiver because I think they, they have spots clearly on the roster. They need to fill there, uh, in that they, they have their top two Quez Watkins is their is their third right now, but they lost Zach Pascal. They didn't draft a receiver last year. They didn't really have, they have Britton Covey, of course. But I think that's a position where they can continue to add. It is Nick Sirianni's uh, specialty, um, and you give Quez him a Watkins, guy. You give him like a day three guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Quez Watkins is going to be a free agent this uh, this year. If you know, so he's someone who they're they're going to need that third receiver next year, anyways. And then to add to it, if you go with the Bow theory after the Super Bowl, that this just shows offense matters so much more than defense and they just need to build this great offense. And if you can just keep running out good players, if the Eagles are in a position to draft based on luxury and they're sitting there in the late first round, early, you know, sometime in the second round, and there's a really good wide receiver on the board and you say, we're just going to keep doubling down here. We're just going to keep adding talent. Um, this isn't the wide receiver class that we've seen Mm-hmm. the past two or three years, but there's always good receivers you can find round two, round three. And I think they could be in the mix there. Now, Zach, you had a, uh, a mock draft published yesterday in which you yep. had Darnell Washington, the Georgia tight yes. end as the second round pick. So talking, uh, talking out of both sides of your mouth here, why, why go wide receiver <laughs> over tight end? Well, I'm not talking out of both sides of my mouth here, Bo. I am. I, am. why not? Why not go tight end? Yeah. So, uh, I'm I'm not going tight end here just because I think that the Eagles would go into next year with the depth chart they have at tight end. I think they can add at I I think they can add a tight end and if you've listened to this podcast the past few months, you know I've talked about how unique Darnell Washington is and I believe especially early in the draft take unique players and then coach them up, develop them, but it's hard to find it's hard to find unique traits. And Darnell Washington's unique. And there's a lot of, if you just look at Dane's rankings, there's a lot of tight ends in that group. But I think the 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 Eagles went to the Super Bowl last year with Dallas Goddard 
with Jack Stoll, Grant Calcaterra as their top three. And and the thing is that Jalen Hurts really trusts Jack Stoll. <laughs> but I think like I I I think they can live with that group again. Like I think if I think if so they too. didn't add there and they said, you know what, we won with that group last year, we can win with that group again. I don't, I think they're going to add at wide receiver, whether it's in the undrafted market, whether it's after the fact here, they're, they're going to add at wide receiver. So for the purpose of this game, I think there's a better, I think it's, it's a better swing at a wide receiver than at a tight end. I think you're right. I think it is. I think it is more likely that they use a second round pick on tight end than receiver just because of the way that the board falls. And I think there's less, like worry about upsetting the uh, like locker room apple cart with AJ Brown and Devonte Smith. If you add a if you add a tight end than if you had a, a second round wide receiver, but I think it is more likely that they draft a wide receiver over the course of the weekend than than tight end. I think that's should we, right. Should we have the Jackson Smith and Jigba conversation? Sure, because I think he awesome. sort of fits the same theory or no, the logic of drafting Bijan where. You get this guy and now you have this super offense right and brandon and it's a more important position (laughs) so right brandon made the point on bgn radio that uh um like that you just made where you 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 add another you know for him by the way jackson smith and jigba in 2021 at ohio state had over 1600 receiving yards and then you have garrett wilson who barely topped a thousand and then chris olave had like 900 something Garrett Wilson's the you know NFL rookie right. of the year Near. this past mm-hmm. year, and then Chris Olave is in the top five, I believe. Uh, with the Saints, had a great year for them as well. So, like this guy was the best receiver, better than two guys that are already really good in the NFL. Right. The problem is he's a high volume slot receiver. So if he takes too many targets away from, you know, target hungry players like AJ Brown and Devontae Smith. Maybe it has an adverse effect on your on on you know how. how I think they're very conscious of that. Yeah. So I think the guy that they try to look for is sort of a low volume, big play guy, basically what Quez was supposed to be, but didn't right. capitalize on his opportunities in 2022. Um, but yeah, I do like that. I do like the possibility of like a Jalen Hyatt, for example, uh, is a guy that makes sense for me that you know won't require a lot of targets, but can make a big play down the field uh, with his speed. So. Uh, and yeah, I mean, their depth there is just, it's bad. It's really bad. Yeah. I mean, they got nothing. It's Quez and then there's nothing. So Greg Ward's on the team again. And then in free agency, there's nothing available. It's a bad Mm -hmm. receiver draft. And there's also just like, I mean, the best receiver was who the guy that was on the Patriots last year, like whose name I can't even remember. Who was it? Jacoby Myers. Jacoby Myers. That was the best receiver in free agency this year. So well, Odell Beckham Jr. based on price. Right? Oh, well, that's true. Yeah, I guess Odell was it was a free agent too. But I mean, I guess the of the guys yeah. that played last year, yeah. he was like the the yeah. top guy, I would say. And Alan Lazard maybe as well. And then on day three, I mean, it's 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 not that not to uh, like throw Zach Pascal under the bus, but it's it's it should be relatively easy to find on day three a player who can fill that role for you. Maybe not at the same level, but can do those dirty work type things, which they need. Do you have a day three sleeper receiver like you've had in the past? Um, I'm not ready to go definitively on okay. one yet. Uh, although okay. I have, I did, I did throw a sleeper in on the, uh, the story that will go up later, but okay. And then, and then also, are you able to be objective? I like Rashi comes- Rice aside from, of course, obviously Philly guy. Is he? Oh, that's right. Yes. Yeah. Philly guy. And- I like him. And then you have obviously got Andre Yoshivas and AT yes, Perry. That's a- 
I was going to ask you if, if you're able to be objective with uh, Yoshivas. Also, the other thing about Rashi Rice is that if you go based on explosive plays, based on the way the Eagles define it, I, I, I have to double-check this because I ran these numbers a week and a half ago. But Rice was number one among draft-eligible players in, uh, in explosive plays, which the Eagles certainly pay attention to. There you go. All right, this is pretty Rice, easy. Rice, by the me. way, he oh. was born in Philly, grew up in Philly, and moved. But if you go to his Twitter bio, he has Philly in there. I this was gonna different. do. I was gonna do a um, a joke that like the day the beast comes out, the first thing you do is you is you uh, search for the word Philadelphia in the bio. Do you do that? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's more confirmation. Like I already know, you know. Yeah, but there have to be some guys yeah. that you weren't aware of. So what's the first Philadelphia reference in the? the there actually weren't. This is a bad year for Philly prospects. But what's the first Philadelphia mm. reference mm. in the beast? And, and when I say it, you'll say, oh, this is obvious. Bryce Young. Yeah, there you go. Yep. Born in Wynwood. Yeah, there you go. I didn't yeah. know that. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, yeah, Mike this Jensen is had a good story last year on it. This is um, relatively easy for me. Uh, I think it's a good having the third pick uh, is good here because you don't get stuck with either of the last two. Uh, I'll take linebacker. Yeah. Um, because, uh, I mean, we know that they don't they don't love drafting linebackers, but there's no position on the team with a greater need immediately yeah. than linebacker, even even more than safety. Um, and it's a position where you can add guys on day three who are who are playable and add on special teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think there's much, although this is surprising to me, uh, and and is is against what I would have would have guessed is that the percentage of day three Pro Bowlers. Uh, or all pros is the lowest at linebacker relative to every other position. You don't find a lot of like impact day three linebackers, uh, but the guys come on uh, in, in round three a lot. Um, and then I'm going to take tight end for the reasons we talked about. Um, I don't think they need a tight end like to add to their, to the depth. They were already the best 12 personnel offense in the league last year. But I think that if you're looking for a uh, like, sort of like when they added Goddard um, as you wrote about, it was less necessarily about wanting to add a 12 personnel guy and more about this was the weapon that they could add. Mm-hmm. I think that's a possibility in, in round two for sure. Is there a tight end you like? And are, are you anti Darn- are you anti Darnell Washington? I, I'm probably anti Darnell Washington for the price okay. you'd have to pay for him. Um, okay. Because I don't see the like huge receiving upside. Um, Interesting. Okay. I think I he's he, he's a red zone. He's he's like a secret weapon in the red zone. I don't know I that they need a secret weapon. I mean, zone. they've already got Tyree Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give a quick Good argument run. against tight end. And this is going to sound ridiculous, but the Eagles love them some Jack Stoll. I mean, they really do. <laughs> yeah. Bill Hurts trusts him. <laughs> you and I may yeah. not think about him yeah. ever. And the fans certainly don't think about him, I'm sure. They really they, like you look at like the guys they've rested in like, the, <laughs> in, like in 2021 at the end of the year in the meaningless game against yeah. was it was it Dallas? I don't remember. Uh, anyway, but the, the the guys they rested, he was among them. He was among the players that they're like can't have him on the field getting yeah. hurt. <laughs> he's fine. He's fine for you. he's yeah. he's good at his role. And it's like uh, he's exactly what we're talking about in a in a guy who 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 you can play and and like doesn't want the ball. You can exactly. Right. Yeah, like he's, he's not going to like, yeah, exactly. Right. Um, yeah, I think that's, I think that's true. I, I mean, if you ask me who I like, uh, you know, I'm uh, the Laporta guy from Iowa. 
uh, intrigues me. And then also the, the South Dakota State guy. Craft. Uh, Craft. So the two tight end factories. Yeah. I just think like uh, I keep hearing about Darnell Washington's production. First off, the best tight end in college football played in front of him. Brock Bowers. Okay. They, they didn't have to pass the ball that much to begin with when he did catch. Yeah. But the when ball, he was a second round pick on a tight end, who wasn't the best tight end on his team. Well, Brock Bowers, it, I mean, Brock Bowers is incredible. Uh, but okay. Darnell Washington, he was, he was like 17, 18 yards a catch. He's basically an extra offensive lineman when he's in 12 personnel. I keep hearing Mercedes Lewis comps. Uh, I think that he's, he's got more, Pass catching upside. He's going to play for Lewis. 15 years, bro. But Barcelona Lewis has played for 15 years, right? So that's that's not like a horrible outcome. Uh, yeah, that's a great. I, I think, yeah. So I I just think I think Darnell Washington. It's the same same logic that I used for Jordan Davis last year. You just you can go through five, six, seven years of these drafts and not find a guy like this. And so when you find a guy like this, I don't you take him, that. you develop him. So. I mean, certainly, this is no knock on Luke Musgrave, but I look at like Darnell Washington's profile. And I look at Luke Musgrave. Yeah, I don't understand the Musgrave thing. And I'm like, why is he so much better? I and, agree with that. And, and then I've watched. I didn't watch as much Oregon State this year. I watched a lot of Georgia this year, so maybe I. Well, that's have. why there's a there's a there's a bit of an advantage if you're willing to draft a Pac-12 guy because not everybody <laughs> in the league stays up that late. Stays to up watch late. Those to games. Watch that. Sure, sure. Jonathan All right, Zach, does go run a good offense though. Oh, take your quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I don't think they're going to draft a quarterback, but they're more apt to draft a quarterback than a specialist. Right? I don't think yeah. it's crazy that they would draft a quarterback. I could You're see. You're down late. on EM book, huh? Well, I just, I mean, you know, Mariota's a one-year deal. It's not, it's yep. not a, doesn't, it's not a crazy swing to take. Which quarterback do you like on day three? Well, after, uh, after correctly identifying Brock Purdy last year, uh, yeah, wanna, I think we're both on Purdy. You want to guess? You want to guess who my guy? You want to guess who my guy is? Dorian Thompson Robinson. Yes. My guess. Oh wow! Okay, yes. nailed it. Okay. Reportedly going to visit the Eagles. By the way, is that he? This morning there was a report. Somebody reported he was going to visit. Okay. Here. Yeah, he's yeah, he fits the I, I profile. A power five guy who who uh, played a lot. Everybody mm -hmm. thinks it, like everyone thinks is sort of a uh, a known commodity. Plus, he's got the. Uh, like the the overlap athletically that you you might want at the position, I like and I and I and I watch him and I kind of like him. I like Jaron Hall from BYU. Oh, from BYU, yeah, that's a mobility. You don't have to, you know, if you if you know he sits for for a year, maybe he's your two in twenty twenty four, and you don't have to you know throw entire sections of your playbook out like they had to with Gardner Minshew if Jalen Hurts goes down because he can still run. A lot of the RPO stuff, kind of a weak arm, but uh, accurate arm and can run around a little bit, which is good enough for me as a short-term three, long-term two. He, I just, now I, he is 25. Yeah, but that doesn't matter because you only have him for four years and then he's gone. Because if he's bad... It then, matters a little bit. Eh, but if he's bad, then he's gone. And if he's good, then he's probably going to go somewhere else when he's a free agent anyway. Uh, so of so of the I, he's a seventh I, round pick. Yeah, <laughs> you know, so yeah. yeah. The problem I, is that they have so many other yeah. like yeah. depth needs that even though it's a seventh round pick, you would think that they would use it on a position like like linebacker or something yeah. like that, where like a guy can actually make the roster for sure. Yeah. So I I hear Bo on Dorian Tom on Dorian Thompson Robinson, and I I uh, I I get that. I think for comedy purposes, 
Max Duggan would be the funniest because <laughs> if they drafted Jalen Rager under the premise that this guy's quarterback yes. sucked. Yeah. <laughs> he fits the profile you know? too. Yeah. Uh, but then the, the guy I would go. Either way. Jake. Sorry, go ahead. The guy I, I would go is uh, is Jake Hayner uh, from Fresno State, mm -hmm. who I think you know he is on the on the on the older side, but I think he has like a lot of backup quarterback traits in him. Where you know he's a white he, guy. He, 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 he could be a no. He it's not why he is a white guy. That's not why I'm saying it. I'm just saying like he he's he, when you he, imagine when you say backup quarterback traits, though. I mean, you're thinking mayonnaise. That's not at all what I'm thinking, actually. That's not at all what I'm not thinking. you. I'm, I'm just saying, like, when, when the phrase backup quarterback oh, no. traits is said, I think that's like, no, no, when I'm saying backup quarterback traits, like he's I'm a saying, real gym rat. I'm saying, no, I'm, I'm saying someone who can step in and win you like a game or two, but you don't want him as the guy you're building your team around or as like the, your well, yeah. long term answer there. That's, that's that like that's the profile I am I, I'm talking about. It could be Jacoby Brissett, who like I feel the same way about him. Um, but Jake Hayner, two years ago, before Kellen DeBoer left uh, Fresno State, was <laughs> well, he's he's Washington's coach now. And if you see like if you watch Washington this year, Michael Penix Jr. is awesome. And Michael Penix Jr. wasn't like that before. So so anyways, I I I say this as as a way of saying that. Uh, they had a coaching change, wasn't as good last year. Sometimes you see that. You saw that with Will Levis, by the way. And I, I, I think, uh, I think that Hayner could he's a solid late round quarterback. But I actually think he goes in the middle rounds, and I don't think the Eagles go there. The Duggan comedy is good, but the Dorian Thompson Robinson comedy is good too because in one in one off season you've got Chip's two quarterbacks. <laughs> you really play up the Chip thing, like like Collins. Bygones and bygones. It's been 10 years. You really okay. think there's like a, You have a covered Howie Roseman for a decade. What about Howie Roseman makes you think that he lets bygones be bygones? <laughs> Fair. Fair. Okay. Fair. <laughs> um, I mean now the he probably wakes he, he's probably got a he's probably got a like a dartboard of all the bygones. And he wakes up and like you know that's like the first thing he sees is the bygones. Is, okay, all right, I, I hear you. Let bygones be hello gods. You know what I mean? All right, Which, Jimmy. Wait, wait. If I can ask you guys real quick here, just a quick answer. Who's because this has no bearing on on the Eagles other than who, who's I, my who favorite punter? No, who if if you're Sadly, I have an answer to that. If you're Frank Reich, <laughs> if, if you're Frank Reich, who uh, who's your number one pick? Bryce Young. I'm Bryce yeah, Young too. I think I'm Bryce Young too. Uh, I did. I, I have. I didn't like C.J. Stroud watching him like during the season, and I have. Uh, I have changed my stance on that after watching him after the season. I've. I've grown to like him more. He's like the safest bet, profile wise. But I still. I still like Bryce Young the best. And I. I, I like the best player like by yeah. far. It's just he's so small. He's so small. Yeah. Don't hold people's height against them. And then the Richardson okay. thing is like, there is, Richardson, he yeah. is such a blank slate. Like yeah. he is far and away the least qualified guy, yeah. just experience wise, who's, who's relative to the other top quarterbacks. And he's like such a better athlete. It's like such a, uh, or a sui generis profile for mm -hmm. the position. It's like, you, you got to really believe in your quarterback development. He, I think he's a, I mean, he's, he's he seems awesome, but. 
it's a tough bet to make it one. I would much rather him than 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 Will Levis, and that's just that's yeah. That's I mean, you don't want to bring the race war to your to your locker room. <laughs> I'm just saying, based on like no, that's a callback. Play I don't even remember. What oh, the race horse. I thought you said the race, race war. No, I did. <laughs> that was the initial. That was the initial. Oh, race horse. Yes, yes. Um, and then uh, I like Hendon Hooker, man. Now I know he's old, Ugh. and I know he's coming off the injury. But when you watched, like, if, if you watched the Tennessee Alabama game last year, that guy made some high level throws. So, no thanks. Okay. All right, Jimmy, close us out. Make it official. Well, we're going punter, clearly. That's the only one left. Now you um, get long snapper and kicker, too. Oh, right. Of course. I'm not going to take either of those, but yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe a punter. You know, Aaron yeah, Sipos. It's not insane. Aaron's. Aaron Sipa, and so I can't see it because I mean they only have six picks right now. So they're just, right. they if just they have twelve like they might next year, then sure, go ahead and take a punter in the seventh round, but they're not gonna do that. Um, but you know, how they got burned two years in a row with Aaron Sipas in the playoffs, just horrendous game sure. uh, against the Buccaneers in the playoffs. You know, when they're signing guys to futures contracts, no punter, free agency comes around, no punter, draft. I think five or six punters got drafted last year. Eagles, not one of them. Undrafted free agent, free agent portion of the draft comes around. That was Titans, crazy. Titans get this Stonehouse guy yeah. who breaks the record for like for like punting average in a season. Eagles don't add an undrafted punter at all. After final cuts, fifty-three man final cuts, bunch of punters get cut. They don't add one then. They just we're like, they're just like we like Aaron Sipos. We're sticking with him, and then he helps them lose the Super Bowl. So like this year, they cannot do that again. They cannot at least add just sign a guy. If you want to, if you want to have him, if you want to have Aaron Sibos back and compete for his job, fine. But give him some kind of competition. So in this draft, uh, I like Bryce Barringer from Michigan State. He's got some cold weather hunting experience, and more importantly, do you go travel out there to time him? To, he to wears goggles. Oh, uh, <laughs> do like that. He wears goggles. So if you can get a goggle punter, I think that's that raises his profile for Chris sure. Chris Sabo's son. There's, <laughs> I remember Chris, it's number 17, right? Mm, I think that's right. And then uh, uh, there's Michael Turk from Oklahoma. Don't really know much about him. Just know he's you know one of the better punters, apparently. And Is he Kim Matt Rikers. Turk's son? I, I, he may be. He may be. He must be. He's got Right. How many Turk punters? How many can Turk punters be? can there be? <laughs> and there's a kid from Rutgers. I don't remember his name, but he's he's up there too. But please. For his name's Adam Corsak. Give me a punting competition and training camp. Howie, give me give me one extra thing to watch during training camp. They never do it. All right. So just to reset for uh, for the audio listeners, Jimmy in his maiden duck duck juiced has edge, interior offensive line, safety, and special teams. Yeah, I'm not gonna win. That's Zach. It's too bad. Defensive tackle, cornerback, wide receiver, and quarterback. Bo, running back, tackle, linebacker tight end it's gonna be a big weekend i think i got it zach Bo, jimmy it's gonna be the order of finish okay. and always interesting i mean this is uh you know every time if they add picks you got more points available great great following over the course of, of draft weekend all right jimmy uh, thank you so much for joining us. You can follow Jimmy uh, on Twitter, as presumably you already do. Read him on Philly Voice. He's got a great draft coverage. BGN Radio, all the good stuff. 
Anything else you want to plug, Mr. Kemsky? No, I think that's it. And you covered it. I always get in trouble with Brandon if I come on here and uh, I don't mention BGN Radio. <laughs> so, so I'm glad that you did. Uh, but yeah, uh, you know, like you just mentioned all the major things. Twitter. Now, are we going to be we're uh, we're going to be on scene for the draft this year, Zach? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, it was always fun going there for and watching the first round mm. uh, in the auditorium. And it's the one time a year we used to have access to the to the Eagles cafeteria like every day. And of course, you did as an employee there for mm. for however many years you were there. And then uh, Les Bowen got us kicked out because he bugged. Um, uh, who did he bother, Zach? I don't think Lesky. it was Les. I, I think it was somebody else. Actually. Oh, it's somebody yeah. else. Okay, my yeah. apologies yeah. to Les. It was uh, <laughs> yeah. Sm- Smolensky. Then somebody, yeah. somebody, somebody was bugging some Smolensky with some nonsense I think, questions. I think and, that was off the record. <laughs> not anymore. No, I mean, they're like nobody said off the record. Get these media a holes out of the cafeteria. I don't want to be interviewed by them. <laughs> so that was it. And it was awesome. Like their food is amazing, and it was like four dollars all you could eat, mm-hmm. and then gone but the draft when they had it in the audit when we were allowed to watch it in the auditorium uh we got free cafeteria food for like one day and it was like you know always and even when i worked for the team it was always the best spread of the year oh was it really do it up for draft weekend yeah so that was always fun i don't know if we weren't back in there last year right yeah we we weren't yeah we were okay we We were were? in the auditorium or in we were in the the media house were we in the no we're in the media house we're in the media okay right um just so for night know, one is that that, or... that might just be no gone. all three days we were there they had like the, the were there press conferences oh yeah we were there because yes. because peter king was there for the aj brown trade yeah they yeah the big projector there in the auditorium yes and it was yeah. it was very fun watching it there but, so i presume uh, we'll be we'll be back then yeah of course <laughs> we'll be there yeah then of course, of course yeah. we weren't there in 2020 for COVID or whatever right but nor 2021 COVID, COVID doesn't exist anymore it's no longer a uh <laughs> it's no longer a national security threat anymore Yes, took, it, took away the emergency. Exactly uh, correctly, yes. but, but yeah, COVID is over. Nobody's going to ever get COVID again, which is nice. <laughs> All right. Uh, Jimmy, thank you so much. Uh, we'll you. take a very quick break, uh, come back with Zach's uh, notes that he's been holding on to, and then, and then close this bad boy out. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we-just-hit-a-million-orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash specialoffer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash specialoffer. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right, welcome back. Birds with Friends. Marissa, how are you? That was a long time for you to be silent. No, I'm great. Like I, I love these drafts and this time of year and having guests on. So thanks to Jimmy for spending an hour and eight minutes with us. Mm. Um, that was very generous of his time. So it was fun. What's new in the uh, in the Dunn household? Not much new. 
a lot of baby prep going on over here. Uh, what are we getting, on right now? It's getting really real. Um, I'll be 29 weeks this weekend. Is that so. a is that a crib behind you in the corner? It is a crib. You've already put the crib together. The crib is put together. You are way ahead of schedule. Yeah. Yes. Who built uh, it? Michael and my stepdad built it together. Okay. Um, Michael did a very good job, but he needed my stepdad's supervision because I was a little worried about it. But he did an excellent job. He did the dresser. He doesn't say like, I'm sorry, my hands are my livelihood. I cannot. <laughs> he actually wanted to put it together. Like we, when we ordered it, there was an option for like assembly to come mm. or somebody to come and assemble yeah. it. And he did not want to do that. He wanted to put yeah. it together. So you're way ahead of schedule. Yeah. Um, my mom goes shopping literally every day. So this little girl has lots of clothes, um, which is great. Um, so yeah, it's just like lots of lots of stuff coming together. It's crazy, uh, officially in the third trimester. So oh baby, yeah, crazy. How you feel? Are you, it, do you feel better having flipped the switch to the third trimester? I definitely am starting to feel a little more pregnant. <laughs> I feel like I felt very good so far, but um, my back hurts. <laughs> mm. uh, but I've been going on walks every day. The heartburn is terrible. Like that is something they don't really, I feel like I didn't know. I remember that from Rachel. Um, but every time I eat, like just, it like doesn't digest properly. So, um, <laughs> TMI, <laughs> but, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, overall I like feel pretty good, so I can't complain. So yeah, getting very excited. And now by any chance that you see Kylie Kelsey's TikTok of Jason Kelsey in the hospital room? Oh, I actually like meant to say we needed to have like a, a talk mm. about this. Okay. Not only did I see it, but I think like 30 people sent me that. Like, <laughs> oh, that's funny. Different people in my life, like friends, family, my mother. Um, David Cantor. Yeah. Like that is like. <laughs> that's Michael. We have, Michael has been more concerned about the birth, um, about what his setup is going to be <laughs> than like what my setup yeah. is going to be to deliver this child. He's like, what kind of bed do they have there? He called my yeah. cousin who delivered in that hospital. Like he has this chair that he really likes that he's thinking about bringing so he can sleep on. He's going to bring a chair. I was like, you're not bringing a chair. So when, when I saw Kylie Kelsey post that, how she put in parentheses, like the fan was better than the air mattress he wanted to bring. <laughs> it hit so close to home because so we had funny. had that discussion. So I've already told him I am like not good when I'm hungry. Like I am like the Snickers commercial hangry. Yeah. So I was like, you cannot eat in front of me. Like if it's going a long time and you're, you know, like eating something, you need to like go outside in the hall or something because that probably won't be a good thing for you. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, that was pretty great and happy that they're, they had their third baby and you know, um, all went well for them. But yeah, I, I can envision, a a similar um a similar process for me and michael so we'll see i'll keep everybody updated <laughs> of course the video footage of uh zach uh during the birth is just a, a puff of smoke because he's left the room to go to a <laughs> no that's a doug peterson uh no that's that that's 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 not true but i do the the first one took took a lot longer like in terms of just like us sitting yeah. in the hospital room and there's not you're just kind of sitting there and they want the woman to rest right yeah. for so so i i did write an article um <laughs> in there. Like, I, I wasn't gonna go anywhere i had my laptop i i had, I had nothing else to do they, they so i i did 
I did write an Michael's article. just doing some pass sets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah so. I don't know what he'll be yeah. doing. Yellow but... snow, yellow snow. <laughs> as long as he is like, you know, in his own little space and letting, I mean, we'll see. I, I don't know. I don't know how it's all going to go down, but um, that video was pretty great. Yeah. Kylie Kelsey. So, yeah. All right, Zach, what do you got? Well, just, well, so, so two quick things. First, off, I'll preface it by saying it was a really good podcast. Uh, I, I felt a little like Wally. I felt like a, a little like Wally Pip. Um, uh, Fran was awesome. And he, his information was good. His delivery was good. And in addition He's to that, he, he does a much better job than I do of just rolling with your, <laughs> with your like jabs and jokes. And people are and, saying on the side, I didn't, I didn't, it was too football heavy. Yeah. Well, that's because Fran doesn't, he just keeps going and I respect, he just, no, motors, that's not true. I think he just was, motors through. We were, I, I was trying to make it a little bit more football heavy. I think if I had wanted to get it off the rails, I could have. No, but every time you would, that, that you would make a joke, he, he would just, he would give like a, a five second acknowledgement to it and just go back to his point. This uh, is not his first so, rodeo. We've, so his, we've done his many command, pods together. His command was really good. My two notes, and these are, these are tongue in cheek, but but they're fair. Thanks for your okay. heads up. <laughs> the first being, I'm sure you saw the big uh, the big hula blue of the Dallas Mavericks, who were ostensibly were still in playoff position, but their pick was top ten protected, and mm. so they lost to get in the top ten. And I can I'm not um, um I'm just projecting here. Okay, I really think if they could have anybody. They would love to have Victor Wambiano. And the joke here is you set this up with Howie Roseman. You're like, you're like, I think the Eagles could trade up. And I think, and I I really think if he could trade up for someone, it's Will Anderson. And I'm I I was I was in California and I'm walking and oh California. I was I was taking a walk and I'm listening to this podcast. And I think I like my screamed out loud. No shit, bro. Right, like again, wow. you're working blue. <laughs> like, Famous sorry, like, like, yeah. Will Anderson's might be the best player yeah, in okay. this draft. He is awesome. He's clean. He's a priority position. He has the okay. most sacks. There are people. Last there years. are people saying He's that Tyree awesome. Wilson might go ahead of him. There are people who who have Jalen I mean, Carter as a better player, uh, just on tape, right? Uh, like those things are those things are true. Yeah, of course it's not it's not a crazy thing to say that he's probably the top player on their board. But I, I my my point is more that like I think Howie Roseman is is like trying to figure out a way and hoping that he can get up there for him. It's not like a it's not like a a complete pie in the sky thing. Like I think if the board falls a certain way and he's on the board at five, I think he's willing to really cash in chips. I yeah I I hear you. Um, I just think that's that's really obvious, and it reminds me. Okay, well, thanks, this is a Mr. bit of a Robbie, flex. Like, I mean, <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry, I, I had like Siri going there. So uh, this is a bit of a, I keep I keep activating my Siri. Uh, I, okay, so <laughs> Zach's getting all flustered now. I mean, no one loves it. Well, okay. here you go. <laughs> so it, this, what? Well, go on. Say no. It. Go ahead. So this is this 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 sounds fairly obvious, but a few years like early in my time with the Eagles, when I had uh, I, I was having a conversation with someone in their front office, and this was a point in time when like the person would actually talk to me about Jeffrey draft. 
about draft prospects. And he, and he, he said, he said, who do you like? You know, like who, who's your guy in this draft? And, and I said to him, I'm like, man, Clowney is awesome. <laughs> and I was like, I haven't seen a prospect like Clowney. I love edge rushers. And this guy's just special. And I remember telling my brother about that. My brother was like, do you really think this guy who you're talking to thought you knew anything if the person you mentioned was yeah. the best player in the draft, right? The number one pick. Um, so point being, yeah, I, I agree with you. They would love to get Will Anderson. But I, I thought you were going to identify someone in that like six to eight range who they really need to Well, that's really the point, though, get. is that uh... – I thought you were I mean, gonna say like maybe you know there's an offensive tackle they I I mean Will Anderson yeah of course well yeah of course, of course. but that's the that's <laughs> the point that's what I was saying so 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 that was my note for that um, Very and then spicy, you know <laughs> did you have a little like fire emoji next to that note <laughs> <laughs> no this is on my head I, I didn't I didn't write that I was I was taking a walk at the time and uh, there were two there were two things and then the other one. And this is uh, this is like a draft jargon thing, and this is uh, I I get it. We all use like draft jargon, but so Fran was talking about a conversation, a phone conversation that he had with Dane during the summer, and I think it was about Christian Gonzalez. It was either Christian Gonzalez or Devin Witherspoon, and it was uh, he calls him up, and I bring this up. So I was in an Uber. Uh, this is the preamble I will use for this. This is my Dallas Mavericks preamble for this. I was in an Uber, or it was a Lyft actually, uh, last week. And I get into the car, and the Lyft driver is listening to a podcast about UFOs. And I didn't know it was about UFOs when I got in. And the conversation, I was like, what is going on in this in this conversation here? And so I always, so I, I had this in my head. Like if someone walked in, or if someone got into a Lyft or an Uber when this conversation was 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 going on, what would they think they are talking about? And um, <laughs> I would have to go back and I should I should have written the transcript, but it was Fran calling Dane and was like was like was like did you do him yet? And then <laughs> and then uh, Fran was like so so Dane said did you do him yet? And Fran was like no don't tell me how it was. <laughs> I'm doing it next weekend. And then and then they spoke afterwards and they said he was incredible. He was like the most <laughs> Wow Zach. So I'm just saying it was like if you got if you got into your Uber or you got into your Lyft and you heard them talk about it, it 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 could be anything. It could be a serial killer, it could be like it could be anything going on here. But I just thought this is one of those things where where we take for granted what they what what they knew, but even if 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 Emily was in the car with me and I had that podcast on, she would be like, "What are you listening to? What are they talking about here?" Uh, so I just thought I thought that was kind of funny. I like that Zach took one week off and his two notes. We needed we needed to get the two sides of him. We needed to get him working blue, and then we needed to get horny Zach. <laughs> no, that's not that's that's not that's not horny Zach. Okay, that's. That is, I was making an observation. So, in but I thought it was an awesome podcast. Uh, there was there was really good insight. Uh, you are you're much more deferential to Fran uh, than than you are to me. Like if 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 I said some of the same things Fran would say, you'd be all over me. But you were like, oh, that's a great like point. what? Yeah, bless you, Misha. I, bless you, Misha. I, 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 
I would I would have to go back in and listen to it. But I I I thought it was a really good pod uh, for both of you. I, I thought you really had a good. I mean, is it okay for me to say that I that I trust Fran's uh, tape study more than yours? Absolutely, that's okay to okay. say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's okay to say. Um, yeah, that's fine. I mean, you you like coming at me for the obvious thing is like. <laughs> All you do, are you offended by that? Yeah, because you are the one who like everyone. You you admit it. You're like every player I like is a is a former top recruit from a big school. Like you're Mister Obvious. <laughs> okay, right. I, I just thought I thought you were gonna. I thought it was gonna be someone other than Will Anderson. Well, yeah, I think was, I, maybe was, I phrased it wrong. But the the yeah. point is not that like I really think that he's the top player on the board. It's I really think that like yeah. being at number ten he views this as an opportunity to try to go up and get a player who is a, is a franchise cornerstone caliber player like Will Anderson. For sure. For sure. And Will Anderson is, is so good to, the I point, think how he would love to do him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, to the point that I think sometimes, and you saw this a bit with Jameer Nelson, and this is a different scale. And that's a, that's an aged reference. You're hitting every, you got all the sport, <laughs> like you're but, everything. Yeah, but sometimes when Spencer a guy, Torkelson, we got yeah, yeah, when a guy's been on your consciousness for so long, that there there can almost be like a prospect fatigue to him, and yeah, the idea that Tyree Wilson might go ahead of him is insane to me. Insane to me. Insane. Will Anderson two years ago, Will Anderson, if it, he would have been the number one pick last year, yeah, he would have been the number one pick over Trayvon Walker. Um, and there's there's nothing that happened this year that I think would back you off I that totally position. Uh, now, now quarterbacks always go higher, right? So I get that. Like if you're taking, if quarterbacks go top three this year two or top two, uh, if the Cardinals don't trade out, I totally get it. If you want to make the Jalen Carter argument, right? I get that too. But like Will Anderson to me is the, if, if I'm Jonathan Gannon, I say, let's take Will Anderson, uh, unless you get this amazing offer. From you know a team that wants Anthony Richardson or perhaps Will Levis, uh, and you can't turn it down based on just the draft inventory that you get from it. To me, Will Anderson is such a no-brainer. Like take him, I, and you and he's a building block player. I totally him. agree. Yeah, it's it's wild to me that that. I mean, like the Tyree Wilson thing is is crazy, but it's 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 it yeah. seems. And it might just not happen. I mean, it might it might be smoke, and you know, it might just be subterfuge, and he's going to go through overall, right? But yep, um, I agree. If 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 he is if he is there, like, would you? What would you think if the Eagles traded, let's say, uh, their first, their one of their seconds next year, and their second this year to go up to five? I would. That, might, that might not be enough. Would yeah, you do? But I, would, would you yeah. do one? Would you do one and thirty? If that if that was what it took to get it done, I would. I would do one and thirty to get it done. Yes. Um, I don't know because I. I, mean, I, I would. I would love to do. I would love to do next year's first, instead. Really, I think next year. I. I think if you're just looking at it from like an odds perspective, there's a there. I mean, the Eagles have the thirtieth pick in the draft next year. It's, it's yeah, but you've got two seconds. Um, and you need I, players this year. And if you're then you're parachuting down and you want to use the yeah. second round pick to parachute down from, you're not getting that much. I, I, I see that point. I would trade both. I would try to trade both seconds next year. I would trade a one and both twos next year and and go get Will Anderson. And your third it, this year? Like, yeah. Sure. 
yeah. I would do I would do whatever it took if I could any any borrowing from next year, mm -hmm. I think I would do. Mm -hmm. Just because you're getting all those comp picks too. Um I think and and to get a player of that caliber at a position they value, I think, you know, I'm I'm generally anti trading up. Um, but I think I think for Will Will Anderson, I'd be on board. So how many turkeys would you say they pick at 10 or higher? Well, what a great tease, yeah. Marissa, because that will be in Turkeys to the Kingdom, the Turkeys mm -hmm. to the Kingdom draft, which we will do next week. Okay. Uh, one of the questions will be, put your turkeys on pick first pick higher than 10, at 10, lower than 10. Okay. Good tease. Uh, what a pro. What yeah. a producer. <laughs> I'm curious. I can't wait to hear the answer. I, I just have a quick response to the anti-trading up. I am anti-trading up into like the teens, like from like 25 to 17, um, unless there's a guy in your top 10 that somehow dropped and there's such a clear difference. To me, I would rather have the draft inventory than trading up for someone who, who might not be like significantly better. I am not anti-trading up for a blue chip player. And I, I understand blue chips is a, a, a subjective term, but I think that to get one of these like star pass rushers, uh, it's I am not anti-trading up to get a player like that because I think you need you, you can't get guys like that otherwise. So well, there's I mean yeah, but there's there's just so much history that the uh, the notion that you know best is probably false right how many that, top five now and, and now you did the his the historical um charts here but how many top five pass rushers failed i think andre wadsworth i mean a clowny to an extent right i mean he was a good player but he wasn't your the boy one pick and draft. You, courtney you, were, brown. And you were so high on him yeah courtney brown uh so i, I just named three off the top of my head right there but cleland uh, farrell I mean, you know, well, that would have yeah, been fourth rate. overall, but <laughs> okay. He had Solomon he, he Thomas. Should. Like, okay. Okay. All right. I see your point. I see your point. It happens. Yeah. Um, I don't, I, you know, I don't think it's going to happen with, with yeah. Will Anderson. Um, I, I just think that for Howie Roseman, I think the, um, I think the 2012 draft was, like uh, an origin story moment for him hmm. you know that's the draft where you know they were sitting at 23 i think it was and there were like six guys there were six picks ahead of them and there were six guys on their board who they were going to be happy with and you know he was it was the stories are that he was telling the room like it's okay be patient we're going to get one of our guys and they went off the board one two three four five six every single one of them and then they had to parachute down uh take a take a bad deal and draft marcus smith and it was like, I think like a little bit embarrassing um, for him. And I think 2014. It was, I, I thought he said 2012. Oh, yeah. 2014. Yeah. That's what I meant. Sorry. 2012 um, was the opposite where he wanted Cox and he made sure he wanted to get him. Yeah. And I think that that was like, a, a, and then obviously he, he lost power after that. Mm -hmm. Didn't have a draft, came back to power. And I think he resolved that in his mind in the, in the first round, he's going to make sure that he gets a player that he and everybody loves. Um, yeah. And we've seen that they have traded up more than they have done anything else uh, in his tenure, especially since taking over again. I just, I think that is his MO. It, the draft may not turn out that way. They, it may 
They may not be able to move up from 10 and then it makes more sense to move down. But I think for the reasons you said earlier, like uh, uh, a team that they, that he expects to be very good. They don't expect to pick this high again for, for, you know, a long time. I think he wants to make sure that they come away with a guy that they love. I hear you. I, I, I mean, on a much different, much, 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 much different scale. Okay. In my fantasy baseball auction this year, I adjusted my strategy where I basically said, like, I I can live with the delta between a $3 player and an $8 player later on. Like, I'm going to make sure that I come away with a stud bat and a stud pitcher that I want, that I feel really good about hanging my hat on. And then I'll figure the rest out later. And look, it's a lot to, but I, I, I do think if you were the Eagles. I like that the, <laughs> but I like that you're using that as a lesson of, like, of the right thing to do and – I was like, look, I'm what I'm trying to do. I'm, I'm trying to give a, a little like, according uh, personal, to the, the Dow of Zach. <laughs> no, I, I think that there's from if, if, if you apply that to, uh, to the Eagles, like make sure, make sure you're not settling here. Right. You, you have, I, I wouldn't get caught up in, in this idea that, uh, that draft picks are, are swings anyways. You, you know, you, you, you shouldn't be convinced that you know more than you do. I, I do agree with that, but I, I think you should leave this draft. You should leave this first round feeling really good, feeling like convinced about the guy you're taking. You, as I said, you're not going to draft this high again for a long time unless things really mess up for you. So come away with, with someone you say, I, Bernie I, I, I brought up in the chat. Yeah. There are a lot I of want, Bernie Golston was, he wasn't top five. He wasn't. What was he? Six. Anyway, sorry. I did, I should yeah. not have interrupted you. No, so that's fine. So, so, so basically, that's 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 my only point here is, is they should feel they should come away feeling really strong about the player they're taking. Yeah, I agree. Except, except that I I do think that it's important to keep in mind you should not have overconfidence yeah. that that you know you're correct in your in yeah. your stack rank. Okay. All right, good stuff, Zach. Lengthy episode, good stuff. Um, I think that's probably going to be it for us this week. And then next week we will uh, we'll go double barrel. Uh, probably a couple episodes, and then after that it's draft week. We'll go probably a thousand episodes. Who's to say? How you feeling, Zach? I feel great. I'm so excited for for what's You're indefatigable. Ahead here. Oh, Emily would tell you I'm very fatigable, but um, I'm very excited for what's ahead. Okay. MD? Yeah, me too. This is this is a fun time of year. Um You should have told me I could have worn my matching pink uh or salmon uh shirt today. My yeah, color would have matched. Yeah, it's orange. a lot of people are wondering if it's a Princeton orange or a Tennessee orange. I said obviously for Coach Flynn it's a mm. Princeton orange. Um and a Yoshivas uh orange. I think we're gonna Oh, you see gonna... pink there? No, no, I misspoke and said pink. Oh. I, but I do see oh. salmon. Yeah, no, I, salmon's I, a pink. No, that's that's I like would definitely a. Definitely say it's more orange. Yeah, that's like your your dolphins. That's that's dolphins orange. That's what I was saying. Uh, isn't that like salmonish? No, salmon's pink. So yeah. Salmon's a pinkish hue. Not when it's cooked. <laughs> I don't know how much do you cook your salmon? Yeah, I like it a depends. little on the raw side. Depends how yeah. I'm serving it. Yeah. Um, 
I think we're gonna have Coach Fun on the pot next week. So yeah, I uh, can't wait. I'll save. I'll save my orange for next week. Can't wait. Well, coached, Andrea. Yeah, Yoshivas. I know that. Yes, I stopped. You stopped yourself. It sounded. It sounded <laughs> as if you were stopping yourself from mispronouncing. I know Yoshivas. Yes. Okay. All right. Uh, that'll do it for this episode of Birds of Friends. Thanks to everybody for listening. Thank you most of all to Jimmy Kemsky for stepping in on the Duck Duck Juice Draft, the most prestigious of the birds of friends pre-draft games but we've got the turkeys to the kingdom coming up next week the week after we'll have the owl you know draft in which we draft uh the players we think the eagles are most likely to to, to take we've got a last year we did a super sore casting we could do that again um so lots of lots of fun stuff coming so for jimmy and zach and marissa and spencer torkelson we thank you for listening we will uh, talk to you next week, and as always, we love you.